You have come to a place where all sports matter. And some sports just matter more than others. This is the LTV Sportscast. And now your host, Leighton. Welcome sports fans to another episode of the LTV Sportscast. This week we are hitting the English Premier and the FPL Game Week 3010 match game week for the first time in a long time. Before we get into the show, we'd love to get your feedback for the show, so drop us an email at feedback at latentv.com. The email address will be in the show notes. As well as if you'd like to be a guest, just drop your D so we can make some contact. Remember to follow us on Twitter at LTV underscore sportscast and follow us on Instagram, just search for LTV Sportscast. Also, if you are jamming FPL, the Pods Bragging Rights League remains open to the close of this game week. It is still free entry, free to play. Bragging rights up for grab, code 67VIZZ. Then, a small plea to support the show. You can buy us a coffee on coffee.com forward slash TV. I'll drop that in the show notes as well. So if you have felt that we have added the value to your season, it would be super cool. So thank you very much up front. Joining us in the show today... Big J, welcome back. Long time no chit-chat, man. Good afternoon, Leighton. Yes, it's been a while. I think this international break has been, it seemed to be going on forever. Um, I think as well, it was much needed with the amount of football that we've experienced as the pandemic has made sure that the games come thick and fast. So this, sure. all, that, all that wasn't that long of an international break, but it did seem um, to last forever. Uh, but I think everyone has played the game of, of uh, FPL as well as uh, enjoyed the English Premier League. I think it's given them some respite, a break from the football. Um, and yeah, and as we get into things, it kicks off uh, the Saturday. I think everyone's looking forward to a couple of games. What was interesting, though, was the amount of injuries going uh, after the, the last uh <laughs> the last game week, all of a sudden, a lot of players are back. So they, they missed out on the international, but they're back for their club um, when you saw the player statuses uh, on that past week. Now, let's just, I just want to quickly do a little bit of a recap here. So, game week 29, um, Sayuri Mudli with Sai FC, 65 game week points, uh, moves up from 1.07 million in the world to 865,000. Andreas Killer again, yes, ever consistent, evergreen. Hits 63 points. He moves up from 135,000 in the world to 112. Uh, his big mate Ryan Curry joined him on 63 points, uh, moving up from 241,000 to 185,000 in the world. Navs Mudley has moved up with Bull United from 337 in the world to 266 in the world. Now, I'm guessing uh, either their family or, or he's got a double account, Navan Moodley with Phoenix United, hit 60 game week points and he's moved up from 1.3 million in the world to 1.15 million in the world. You were just outside there. You had a 59 game week point, so you also had a, a fairly decent uh, game week. So that was uh, congrats to you there, Jay. Um, then Jay, so for the March performers, so heading into April, um, rookie 21, Gus Van Nickak hit 206 points, um, followed then by Andreas on 205 points. Then another regular host on here, uh, Chris Dufenta, he had 196 points, followed by myself. Yeah, top five, woo, for something. <laughs> well um, 181 points, and then uh, Poof Stars, Poof and Naidu hit 180 points. 
in the month of March. So let's have a quick squiz what that does to our overall table for the Pods League. Justin Lloyd remains up front. He had hit 46 points, so he dropped 2,920 places from 72,000 to 75,000. Andreas uh, catching him now, hand over first 16 points behind Justin now. He's moved second into our log, uh, I've already discussed his position. And then Pumlani, he had 43 points, so he dropped from 107,000 to 117,000. After that, we had Ryan Curry. Again, like I said, we have discussed his position. And then Andrew Buntain takes up the fifth position. He hit 22 points, so it was a really bad week for him, so he's probably looking to be bouncing back. He dropped from 117,000 in the world to 196,000 in the world. And just because we mentioned Chris Defenta and his great weeks, that he has caught up. He has now moved all the way up into sixth position. So gr- congratulations to the boys there. Jay, JJJ, a little bit of uh, a little bit of uh, some uh, some some info heading into the game weeks before we start talking about this week's game week. Game week thirty two, Spurs play a double, Palace don't play, and then game week thirty three, no games for Fulham, Man City, Southampton or Spurs, so start planning your team accordingly. That is out there for the listeners. Jay, this week we open up uh, game week 30, opens up Saturday, the early game, the early kickoff, Chelsea versus West Brom. Uh, Now, I think Callum Hudson-Odoi, as well as Tammy Abraham, is out. What type of Chelsea arrives to play this weekend? Leighton, uh, I, 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 I think I said it before. I don't, I don't rate Tammy Abraham that highly anyway. And with the Chelsea side and, and with Tuchel since he's taken over, his squad selection, I think the regulars is probably Aspilicueta, the goalkeeper, and I think he likes Mason Mount. I think yeah. Mendy's injured as well, though. I think so. Oh, don't, don't say that I put Mendy's, Mendy's in goals in my, in my fan team. Hundred um, percent, yeah, he's back. It says he's back. Coming okay. out of coming out of international break as well, it's a bit tough uh, in terms of selection. I think for the listeners and anyone playing FPL, I think the Chelsea boys are still a good defensive choice. Uh, so if you're looking at a Mendy uh, from a goalkeeper point of view, um, Rudiger seems to be in favour as well with uh, Tuchel, uh, and as well as the captain Aspilicueta. Uh, I've seen towards the end of this uh, international break a lot of chat around Alonso. People are very fond of Alonso because, but Tuchel seems to rotate between Chilwell and Alonso. Though mm. so, uh, Chelsea is still in, 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 I mean, pushing to secure top four uh, position. West Brom, I, I think, I think the jury's out on them. I don't, I don't think they're gonna, they're gonna uh, save their season. They definitely going down. So maybe Sam Allardyce will be. Uh, putting into maybe a bit of a different strategy in place. So Chelsea to take take the win. I don't think Tammy Abraham or Callum Hudson Odoi are a big loss. Um, I've I've punted uh, uh, Timo for a while. Even mm. when Tuchel came, I hope to see a German coach who who knows him a bit better and and will bring out that different uh, or what we expected and we saw in the highlights package for Timo, but. Again, it seems between Timo, Pulisic, Havertz, and Ziyech, there's a lot of rotation going on. Yeah, um, I think the best one would be out of the Germans would be the Havertz. Havertz has probably blossomed more under Tuchel rather than any other German. And yeah, so if, if you're looking for a punt in the Chelsea side, would Callum Hudson-Odoi possibly out? 
uh, we both, you and I both have been a fan of uh, Christian Pulisic right from the beginning. Mm. He's been injury plagued, but he seems to be coming back into the picture. So yeah, just out there punt if you're looking for a Chelsea offensive player. But uh, this comes with a caveat that Tuchel loves to to rotate. I think his changes is what the highest. I think he's outdone Pep in terms of Pep squad roulette. rotation. Yeah. Uh, to Schell's to Schell's next level, uh, but yeah, if you're looking for an offensive Chelsea player, probably you can look at Christian Pulisic. Otherwise, uh, if the Chelsea assets that I would look for, for you to consider would be the uh, defensive uh, assets at Chelsea. Now you're 100 percent right. I see with the obviously Chelsea being um, a defensive in their defensive, they're quite miserly, conceding only 25 goals this season. Um, which is four more than Man City. So they have the second tightest defense. So yeah, the Aspilicueta is almost one of those, like you did mention, the the locked-in defender that that is going to be playing for them. So when we look at that, yeah, I don't, uh, I, I myself don't see West Brom getting much from this, especially Chelsea are at home, more time to work with the coach. Um, you know, it could be... <laughs> I don't necessarily think it will be high scoring, but I do believe that Chelsea do walk away uh, a comfortable. It would be a comfortable one 0 if not a comfortable two 0 uh, and that's what I would I would have it as. Uh, following that game up, we do have Leeds versus Sheffield United. Now Leeds, obviously, again they have the ability to get the goals. They actually got the win against Fulham in the last game. Um, it, it looks like uh, Patrick Bamford is fit again, so. Or, well, he, he did have a little bit of a hip uh, hip injury, but he looks like he's going to be starting. And so Leeds looking strong to kick off against uh, Sheffield United. And Sheffield United have just come off a 5-0 drubbing against Leicester. So I, I don't, uh, I think, you know, you, you look at this week with Leeds, although Leeds follow this week up, I think they play Man City in the uh, following week. They do. So it's going to be... Do you do you overload on Leeds boys because you believe they're going to be making points this week? You know, at this point in time, I, I suppose everyone who wants to climb in their pods leagues or not their pods leagues, their mini leagues is really about trying to play the um, the the hidden gems. It's about finding them early on, get on, get on them before the other people do. So, yes, the the differential choices. Uh, what do you think is happening between Leeds and Sheffield? So I think that five 0 against Leicester is quite a it's quite an eye opener. Chrissy Wilder's been with the team, and I think looking at some of the posts from the players, the posts on Twitter, and it's got shared. I mean, they were quite dejected that he had to be sacked. But in the Premier League era, when you can't keep a team up and you can't get victories, no matter what and how strong your affiliation is with the team, unfortunately. The money talks and and the, the money for to play in the Premier League is is quite substantial and lucrative. Um, so I, I think I think Sheffield still remains a bit dejected. I think they're going to be dragging their, their heels. They've got nothing to play for um, because I'm sure this guy that's that stepped in is going to be just for a stopgap, and they'll probably appoint somebody in the new season as the full time coach. Mm. So it's not really you're trying to impress the new gaffer. Um, so. I've captained on on that premise. I've I've captained Patrick Bamford, so the, my captaincy decision was between Harry Kane against Newcastle, which is obviously going to be probably the most popular choice uh, this game week. Yeah, sure. Uh, and then the, the likes of Rafinha 
and uh, Bamford stand out. So I've I've decided I'm going to captain Bamford. I think he's due a haul. He's got one hat trick this season. If there's any team that he can do it against, this uh, Sheffield United team looks a bit dejected, and they should be perfect uh, for the picking with Leeds playing at home. Bamford coming off a bit of a rest. Uh, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to this. And again, I think Rafinha probably is the most dynamic and effective Leeds player. So if you have him, go for it. Uh, Sheffield Sheffield is there for, ripe for the picking. We're probably looking at a 3-0 uh, for Leeds. Leeds play, we know the brand of football they're going to play. We know the team as such that they're going to put out onto the, the field. So you, there's a lot of known variables with this Leeds team. Mm-hmm. And we know Sheffield... Sheffield are, are, are but dejected. So I don't see Sheffield coming to the party. So I'm captaining Bamford. Uh, so if you have your Leeds players in your squad, load up on them in your starting eleven, And you make a valid point in terms of the week ahead and the games coming. Um, but Leeds have given a good showing of themselves against the bigger boys, except this time it's Man City away. When, and previously they played Man City at home. Yeah. So captain, kept, I'm captaining Bamford. Probably looking at a 3 0 Leeds win. Okay. So, and we were just mentioning Man City and we we're just mentioning Leicester. So, which is quite interesting because Leicester have come off a 5 0 um, thumping against uh, Sheffield. And then obviously Man City have come off a 3 0 comfortable win against Fulham. Leicester versus Man City. This, this one could be a fun one. Um, looking at the, at the two teams, I believe Madison is back, and I believe um, who else is back over there from from their side? Madison uh, Pereira. Pereira is back as Pereira. well. Pereira yeah. Is back. yeah. Uh, I think uh, I think this this is going to be an interesting game. Um, Leicester seemed to, to to last season to mess up towards uh, in the running, and especially against the bigger sides. I think definitely they. They, they've galvanized from last season. They almost have the same squad. Jamie Vardy loves playing against the big six teams. He loves playing against teams that hold a higher line. And uh, Man City and Pep uh, are not afraid to defend high. So And that gives gaps and space. And I think the one Leicester player to, to touch on is uh, Kelechi Iheanacho playing against his former side, although he's been a couple of seasons now with Leicester. Mm. He seems to have blossomed recently with Harvey Barnes getting the injury and Yanacho getting some game time. Yanacho looks like the player that everyone thought he was. And uh, I remember on a couple of pods back, I, I even said that I had rated him so highly at Man City, and I can't believe how he spent so much of the time on, on the bench at Leicester. And he just seemed to have found goals in him. That should be a very interesting match, uh, uh, probably the most exciting of the day, because I don't see City holding back, and they never do. Mm. Leicester and Leicester are at home, so they're going to need to try and come away with something. So Vardy, Vardy on the counter, um, and probably a nice matchup would be him and him and Walker, because Walker will probably be playing to to match Vardy on the pace as he runs in behind. Uh, but Man City have not done nothing wrong. Kevin De Bruyne is just coming into his own. He's, he's bubbling under, as we put it. So we're expecting something soon from Kevin De Bruyne. And why not this game week here? Uh, if if Gundogan's playing, that means some of the focus from Ndidi in the midfield will be then to look at Gundogan because Gundogan's done a lot of good things for Leicester, which takes away the the pressure and, and, and the, the marking of KDB. Yes, yeah. yes. So I'm saying, yeah, sorry, Gundogan for City. Well, both the City, hey, <laughs> Leicester City and Man City. Um, 
So Gundogan, Gundogan playing will be a good foil for Kevin De Bruyne, and he's due a haul. So if you're looking for a bit of a differential, but I'm sure it's quite people have brought him in now. Uh, but Kevin De Bruyne is due. He hasn't done much this season. Uh, the team, everyone else around him, has performed, and he's had injuries. Um, a good game. I think. I think a fair result for this game. And I'm not going to commit either way because after the international mm-hmm. break, you don't know in terms of playing rhythm, etc. So mm-hmm. a two-two. I see the, a scored, a scored draw, a high-scoring draw, probably a two-two uh, for Leicester and, and Man City. Yeah, because right now also you got to you got to question the drive for for City. They are that far ahead in the Premier League, and with a lot of focus as a club um, for that uh, Champions League trophy, they'll, they'll obviously be looking towards Premier League weekends. To well, at least I think that that they they would want to kind of walk it in uh, without pushing too hard, protect their players to make sure their players are always fresh and ready for the uh, Champions League. So what Man City uh, starts coming out now is is going to be relatively interesting again. And you speak about the Pep Roulette, the, the amount of changes he's going to chop and change to ensure that his team is freshest for the midweek um, European games. And I think... Yeah, it's it's going to be difficult. But then again, uh, as I have said, it's a couple of weeks ago, weeks away. Uh, City do not uh, even play as well. So um, start looking towards if you are overloaded on the City, maybe you need to be saving transfers or maybe you need to be transitioning them um, out onto the bench or out of the team, depending on how your team is structured. Now, you said Leicester versus Man City is going to be the game of the day. I'm just going to say it right now. Uh, Game of the day, Arsenal versus Liverpool. Uh, We have Diego Jota back. Uh, That is the final game of of the day. I swapped out Saka for Jota. Have you seen these two teams play recently in the last two months? Or should I say in 2021? (laughs) Have you seen both Arsenal and Liverpool play football? In fact, I've not seen Arsenal and Liverpool play football in 2021. If this was 2020... I would fully agree with that sentiment. In 2021, these guys have just gone and they kicked a piece of leather around and called it a day. So, <laughs> I'm um, sure it's true. If it's 2020, absolutely. Match of the day, all all day. Uh, 2021, both these sides have looked very suspect in the okay, Premier League. You, you do understand that I have a bias towards this. Every, every time Liverpool play, it's game of the day for me. You know what I mean? <laughs> You also have a responsibility to the listeners to give them some um, objective and fair comments. In terms they've, of heard, they've heard. They've heard me all season, guy. <laughs> they've heard me all season. I, I have. I have lamented sure my those, team. I'm sure those that are struggling have listened to some of the advice that you've given late and have kept Salah in. Have kept. I haven't in kept Mane Salah in. Dave. Uh, well, we've seen a number of players. I think even our, our top of our bragging rights league. I mean, he's kept faith in Salah. Throughout uh, Justin Lloyd, so I think yeah, maybe maybe your advice is hampered. And in, uh, in fact, but having said that, before, as we jump into this game, in my fan team, I've brought Mohamed Salah in for this oh, game. So oh, now listen to this. So I, I've had to, I had to come in that yes, I have to come in there. It's at, at some stage, and and remember, I've I've preached reverting to to mean, uh, and uh, Salah Salah hasn't scored for a while, and um, he's got a hat trick in, in him against uh, Arsenal, and Arsenal has been pretty poor defensively. So, and I like the I like the Jota punt, and I think I've said it a few game weeks ago, and I think he's done pretty well on the international break for Portugal as well. So, mm. 
Yeah, I think Jota, from a price point, he, he's there. He's just he's for me. He could be the the game changer for for Liverpool this season in terms of Champions League because you guys, it's going to be tough. I saw somebody's prediction, some supercomputer prediction, and uh, it the supercomputer, but we we will we'll ignore it because it predicts uh, Newcastle getting relegated and Liverpool finishing fifth. Uh, so yeah, yeah, there I, can't I'd be like much truth in that. Obviously yeah. not. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I think uh, Jota coming back would holds uh, Liverpool in good stead, especially for the Champions League. And just on that off topic, uh, I believe uh, Ramos is not available for Champions League as both well. Both of them. He's going to so miss both games. It's both the games. Yeah, the, so that's what they say. So Liverpool, I don't, I've, I've, I've never rated him in, in terms of has been. A, I think he was a better wing back than he is a centre back, but obviously that's my opinion. And um so Liverpool have Liverpool have a good chance with, with Jota. So maybe and that the same question will apply then is what what Klopp's going to do. Probably this game is going to be a uh, a game that he's going to definitely try and push for and put his main starters out. And Klopp generally does that, mm. but with less focus on winning the Premier League this season for the run in. The question is: You do have you to chase really Champions League spots. You have to. We're not that far away. Cha- and try and win the Champions League. Yeah, so both. That I, <laughs> So I, I'm probably a little bit skeptical in terms of if you guys beat Bayern, mm-hmm. uh, sorry Real Madrid, mm-hmm. if you guys beat Real Madrid, so I'm already thinking probably Bayern in the final. Um, I don't know what side of the draw you guys are in, um, but if you guys beat Madrid, that probably Klopp will say, okay, now we could if we beat Madrid, we could win the Champions League. We don't need to qualify in terms of uh, fourth place. We could uh, qualify by actually winning by being champions. So then, from an FPL point of view, is you need to just be a bit cautious in terms of squad rotation. Uh, does he play Jota every game? Does he play Mane Salah every game? Until and, and how far are they from breaking point as well? So interesting times if you're selecting Liverpool players. Uh, I've, I, I'm going to give the win to Liverpool for this game. I'm going to look at a Salah hat-trick. Uh, I haven't been bullish about Liverpool for a long time, but I just think Arsenal's been... Arsenal's flattered to deceive... I think the biggest disappointment, uh, other than this Chelsea boys, has probably been a Bobby Yang this season. Yeah. So I'm going with the Liverpool win for this game. I'm glad you say that. I, I'm going to back you up on that um, purely because I'm, I'm biased. Um, and that Liverpool have two centre-backs in defence. Albeit not our starting defen- uh, defensive um Lineup. the The fact is, it's defenders in defence, and that was always a concern for me throughout the season. Was taking your defensive midfielders, bringing them back, affecting nullifying their uh, capability, their transition balls, things like that. So yeah, so I I do. I, man, if I wasn't if I wasn't a Liverpool supporter, I look at this game. I think Arsenal at home, and, and you think you think to yourself that. It's another one of those games that Arsenal will be looking to to pounce on um, because it is a wounded Liverpool. And for that reason, sure, man. I'm going to say Liverpool win because because I support them. But if, if I didn't support them, I really have no idea what, what this game will bring out. Will it be one of those high-scoring games that the, historically they've, they've had? Or is it going to be... One by the odd goal, low scoring one by the odd, odd goal. I'm not even sure, but I just hope my team wins, and and I hope and I hope that Liverpool do get a hat trick and it is Jota because I have Jota in my side. 
Um, and uh, look, mate, I don't mind if uh, Salah gets you uh, three assists to my Jota hat trick. That's okay. That's cool. Um, I'll take it. But uh, let's see another team in red opens up on Sunday midday, Southampton versus Burnley. Southampton, who have uh, a run likened to their to, to Sheffield United. Southampton just, they feel like they're dropping like a stone through the Premier League table uh, week in, week out. Burnley obviously have, have, shown, have shown the turn, the transition. Burnley and Southampton, same amount of points after the same amount of games. And it's only because Southampton have got the um, have got more wins than than Burnley is why they're above them in the table. But otherwise, yeah. Southampton versus Burnley. Does Southampton's uh, luck change this match? I think Danny Ings has been a big miss for them. I don't know. He is What's back. The yeah, is he's he, back. Is he back? And he's back. But he hasn't. Every time he's come back after an injury, and I, and I refer to this season, he's taken a while to get going. He's taken a while to find his form. He's rusty. He doesn't play and, enough. Yeah, that's the word. And, and Shea Adams was, he's got a couple of goals, but Shea Adams' goals don't count for the team as such because Shea, Adam, Shea Adams can score and Southampton still lose the match. Mm. So, um, Watt Prowse has been phenomenal for them. And uh, when the double game week came up, and oh, that was one of the decisions I had to make between Adamola Lukman and Ward Prowse and I kind of look back at it and I regret not having Ward Prowse because he was on penalties, free kicks, corners, etc. And he might not even play this week. Having said that, I think Sean Dyche is one of the most phenomenal coaches out there with the lack of resources that he has and the small checkbook. And Chris Wood is on the opposite end of Danny Ings. Chris Wood's come out of injury. He's He's been like a bit of a uh, steam train, building up momentum, build, building up steam, and he starts to get returns. So I've liked Chris Wood. I've had him in my FPL team for quite a bit, taken punts on him, but the injuries have gone against him. And it seems in recent game weeks, Chris Wood's come come right. Um, and for FPL players, Chris Wood's always worth a single goal. He, you're not going to get a hat-trick out of him. Maybe that at best you'll get an assist. So And with his, with his aerial prowess, and, and his dominance physic, uh, from a physical point of view, um, Chris Wood's going to get one of almost any defense. Uh, and that's been Burnley's uh, secret, is just getting that odd goal out-muscling teams. So I'm um, Southampton, hopefully the international break uh, has uh, arrested some of that decline. And so this game, yeah, we're probably looking at a scored 1-1 draw. Um, maybe, uh, I don't, so you say Ward Prowse, Ward Prowse. They're unsure. It's going to be a late fitness thing, uh, the last I saw of that. Is there any update on Minamino? Is Minamino fit? I believe believe he is fit. There's no mention to to him being unfit in in any way. But Danny Ings is back. Ward Prowse, uh, late fitness test with a calf injury. So so that's what they're... So let's go for a Minamino Minamino goal and a a Chris Wood goal there for the 1-1 draw. Okay, fair enough. Um, yeah, from from my side, I just I don't see things changing for Southampton. I think uh, I think they're going to land up uh, they're going to land up being closer to that relegation fight than they wanted to be. So that's going to be happening. Burnley, I think, are going to get the victory. 
um, they're going to walk away from this game. One, or they'll either walk out with one point or three points, but I don't think Burnley lose this match. Um, talking about a relegation battle, it's not a good week for Newcastle. Whew. They they are at home. They still have Bruce as a manager, and Mourinho is coming to visit, and he's bringing the boys, isn't it? Well, let's hope. Let's hope he brings the boys. Because um, <laughs> Mourinho, Mourinho could be anything, and, and he's paid to results. His exit from, 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 from Europe, um, the way that Tottenham's lost recently um, as well. Uh, so I don't know what's, what's going on there. A lot of, a lot of the fans want to see Mourinho out. A lot of the fans want to see Bruce out, and I'm one of those fans. Um, Newcastle's got to find a win. We've got to find at least at best to hold them to a draw. So as a fan, I'm holding on that we get a draw out of them. And they do have some defensive resilience at times. And I know it sounds contradictory or sounds moronic sometimes, is that because they're one of the worst defenses there. But on their day, they can be one of the most stubborn defenses to crack. And generally, if you get a result against them, and I use the word generally, it's a single goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, but on, on occasion, once the floodgates break open in Newcastle, it's, I mean, we saw it with the Brighton game, and they're getting three or four goals against them. So I'm hoping, and as I said, because of where we are and how precarious we are close to the relegation battle, or we in the relegation battle, that we, we do find, find a result. I mean, last season... We went to the London Stadium. Is that what it's called? Yeah, the new London Stadium or the new White Hart Lane. We went there and we got the 1-0 result against uh, against that Tottenham side. So we're not afraid of them. But on current form and the way we've played and as the improvement that Gareth Bale's shown, yeah, yeah we go in as severe, severe underdogs. But as I said, I'm hoping but that... But you're also a wounded uh, horse, Guy, the, this this week. Uh, Callum Wilson is still out. St. Max might or might not be playing. Uh, they're, they're not sure what's going to be happening there. Um, but you are mentioning Bale. Bale will most likely play with uh, um, Son looking to be out as well. So he, I don't think he'll be playing and... Look, no, I disagree. There, I think I think Son's I think Son's back. I've seen some some photos on Twitter with him smiling on the practice pitch. So it's an indication that he's fine. Yeah, this is what I okay. Yeah, you, it could be mind games, but what was what was the words? I don't know. Definitely out for tomorrow. And if a player cannot play for the club, he cannot play for the country. Now that was back before the international break, but. Uh, yeah, so not not entirely sure it's going to happen there. If he doesn't play, then you you pretty can be pretty assured that um, Bale will start. Uh, will Will Mourinho want to bring in Son against Newcastle? When you look at Newcastle, he thinks you know I've probably got enough firepower in the rest of the team to dispatch Newcastle with relative ease um, for your sake and for the sake of. Liverpool, in terms of not an FPL kind of thing, but in the in the table, yeah, I, I almost feel like uh, apart from wearing a red shirt on Saturday, um, on Sunday I'm going to look like a jailbird. <laughs> I appreciate the support there, uh, Leighton. Um, I'm, I'm hoping I'm hoping to get a goal out of probably Lascelles or one of the defenders there, a powered header. Uh, you're right, Callum Wilson is an absolute massive loss for mm. us. 
um, St. Max helps the, with the transition and progression of the football out of midfield into the tech, attacking third. Another huge miss. So the best I can hope for, as I said, if I'm looking for where goals is going to come from, is most likely from a from a set piece and one of the tall defenders that we have getting on the on, on the back of that and putting the ball in, in the net. So yeah, it's not looking great. Uh, I've just got to hope that the momentum that Fulham's had gets a bit arrested and then Scott Parker loses that. Well, that, they've that lost two touch. two in a trot. In order to in order for us to 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 to, to avoid being relegated. So yeah, it's quite it's quite. Sad times and trying times for us there in St. James Park. Yeah, it's, it's a very tight fight. And you do mention Fulham. Fulham come up against Aston Villa. Aston Villa without Jack Grealish, they look lost, I suppose. They, they look like they're almost there. But, they're, you know, they're, they're missing that, that piece of the puzzle that their playmaker who ties it in all together is a good chance he's back against Fulham. And Fulham obviously coming off the two losses, the, their last two games. You know, Man City loss and a Leeds loss. I suppose a Leeds loss hurt them probably more than the Man City. I, I don't think they were necessarily expecting to lose to Leeds, although they were at home. So, yeah, you're, you're looking, Villa might be looking to get, will be expecting to get back to winning ways, especially if Jack comes back. And, and Fulham maybe. Sure, not not uh, things not looking great for them, but 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 they have the ability to get that draw against Villa. Um, they are playing away at Villa Park, so that they could probably get a draw because that is a draw, that is a result that they'd like to get along the way. But with Jack Grealish back, can can you see can you see Fulham holding out the Villa? Well, again, it's the Premier League and players who've been out without the injury. We just alluded to Danny Ings uh, regarding how he comes back after being injured. Yeah. Jack's been a player who's had minimal injuries in his in the recent years for Aston Villa. So now him carry, coming back after a lengthy layoff, does he come back fighting match fit? Um, maybe does he start off the bench? Uh, I don't know. Because without him, as you've hit the nail on the head, um, in the in the attacking third, Villa don't know what to do. Um, the, the the lack of of quality balls that is going into to Ollie Watkins, and you can see Watkins' goal scoring form has fallen off since uh, Grealish has been injured, and that's obviously had an impact on the team overall. On the flip side of that, there's been incredible incredible uh, performances from the likes of Lukman and even Maja as well for the. Fulham guys, so they've seemed to have found some goals in them. Um, I'm hoping, as I said, as a Newcastle fan, I'm. But hoping was it not that a flash it, in the pan, though? Do you think it's uh, as you alluded to? They had they had uh, Man City after that. I think after their victory, they had Man City, and then they had they had Leeds. And those are two t- difficult, tough teams for them to. Yeah, but I'll take you through their last of. five. They they drew to Palace. They lost to Tottenham. They beat Liverpool. They they lost to City. They they lost to Leeds. It's it's been a tough run for them, you know. And exactly, the, yeah. despite you look at something and say, yeah, okay, they've had a tough run, but it doesn't change the fact that you can get proper negative 
you know, the, the team morale and be like, oh, we've just been spanked and we just can't get results and we just can't get out of the, we look like we're coming up to get out of the relegation zone, but we're still in it and, you know, nothing's changed and we've now lost points on Newcastle from um, where they were looking to, where they're closing the gap in the last two games, they, they lost another point to Newcastle. So if Newcastle draw and Fulham get the win, they're sitting on the same points. Uh, so I don't know, man. I think I think there's a different type of pressure that that's coming through. So Jay, if you had to then put a uh, final result on the Aston Villa Fulham game, wh- which way do you swing there? For the sake of Newcastle, I have to go Aston Villa. Let's hope Jack Grealish makes a difference. Watkins gets a goal. I, 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 I've got Target and Watkins both in my FBL team still as well. Target, so a man, of- what a good player though. Eh? For his price and value and what he does, goes around understated, getting the job done. So, yeah, well, um, 1-0 to Aston Villa. Okay. And for your sake, um, I will be doing support in that since I will be looking like a jailbird on Sunday. So everything will be all Newcastle, Newcastle, Newcastle. Um, not ne- necessarily want Aston Villa to close the gap to Liverpool. But I'll give you, I'll, I'll give, I'll, I'll sway my support for you. Although it will be against my FPL team, man. Damn it! Why do you put me in these positions, Fantasy Premier League? <sighs> you know, other positions. Well, yeah, I've got well, Kane guess, and Bale in. Just I guess where we're both ranked right now, uh, it's not going to change the world if the results. I mean, and I'm, I'm, and I'm, I'm aiming for top ten percent, guy. Yeah, top ten percent doesn't pay the bills. No one remembers who finished in the top ten percent. I know from a stats point of view, for next season, it's going to look good in your first season. Uh, but yeah, no one remembers that. I mean, I'm, I finished, I, I finished top zero point zero one percent last season. Look where look where it got me this season. So um, I think it's more important for our teams, mm-hmm. in avoiding relegation, you getting closer to the top four to make. Um, Champions League without no, us making Champions team. League and you avoiding relegation. Yeah. Not closer. I don't want it closer. Mm-hmm. I want to get top four. That's it's. And cool. I mean, so this this is, yeah, so this oh. result goes in that direction. It won't get you into top four just yet, but it will it will help. So yeah, let's 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 hope for that result okay. for both of us. Uh, FPL can be secondary uh, for now because I can't uh, imagine me being on a on a pod or, or even playing FPL if if my team's not even in the Premier League. So that's going to suck. No, I suppose you could be the, the most objective about it. <laughs> um, I, I've, I've been fairly objective despite my team being there, often backing against them. But yeah, yeah I need... Uh, and yeah, but I've, I've, been, I've been the butt of many jokes and, uh, and a lot of ridicule at the moment with the Newcastle playing the way they have. But I guess that's something the Newcastle supporters have had to deal with for, for many a year. Yeah, well, I suppose so. It's not just the butt of the jokes. I suppose the team is at the butt of the table. Um, the Man City versus Brighton. So here, here again, is it because because I'm screaming for you, um, we're hoping for, for a, a, man, a Man United win? Is that what we're hoping for? Do you support Man United? I know, I know you don't particularly like Man United, but Brighton being four points ahead of you, do you not want to reel them in? Leighton, I don't think uh, I don't think we in a, we we in a scrap with Brighton. I think Brighton is a little bit away from us. Four points. Um, that's a lot down the bottom. So I'm just hoping that uh, the Fulham 
Fulham loses that momentum and we keep Fulham at bay, I, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind United losing. Uh, I, yeah. uh, Brighton are good enough to get the result. Um, from the first leg that they played early in the season, the, it was due. They should have got that result, and it just went against them. Mm. Uh, I don't know. Uh, it'd be interesting. I don't know how the Man United because most of the Man United players are internationals. Most of them will be coming back from international break, so it'll be interesting to see how they they reconnect and if they they're ready to go against Brighton. But United um, play um, against teams like this, against the lower teams, and they get the results week in and week out. It's it's uh, this goes back to the fact that they keep winning, uh, and at, I don't home, see that changing. At home, at home they, they, their form hasn't translated quite well at home, um, and up front, I mean, there's there's talk of Cavani on his way out. He's not going to stay. Okay. Um, Martial, Martial, I think, got injured on in international duty. Rashford's, Rashford's fitness, I'm not too certain of. Uh, so, Rashford, yeah, I don't think, uh, I'm not sure he'll be start. I think he'll be on the bench. I don't think he'll be starting. Uh, Martial is out. Uh, Greenwood is out. Um, but Man United's home form, uh, you, which you just mentioned, last four games, three wins and a draw. So it hasn't been too bad. Um, they got three. I have, I, have, I, have, I have a negative bias towards that team, so any time that they lose, I'm, I'm, I'm quite ecstatic by that. So once again, I'm hoping for Brighton. At least, at, 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 but again, from the way they play, so it's very difficult for me, despite my bias, when you watch them play, you can't see the, the shape, the pattern, the way that they break through the lines or play through the lines. You, you can't see what Ole does. Yes, there's a penalty and there's a goal or maybe two goals, but you can't see how that goals is going to come about um, from a, from analysis point of view, whereas Brighton, we know Brighton's going to keep position. Brighton's going to try and play attractive football. Brighton's going to come at them. They're not going to sit back. Um, they're going to try and play through the lines. They're going to look at getting Trasad uh, involved and, and gross at the end. And I think Welbeck, I, I made a punt on Welbeck mm. a few games, uh, and I played him in my fan team, and I did pretty well there. Um, and being a, one of his ex-clubs, I think Welbeck, Welbeck will be looking to to try and shine against him if he's not injured, and <laughs> that would Welbeck is at any given time, regardless of his injury status or his fitness levels. The, the caveat lies over his head mm. if he's not injured, because he spent the last five years, I think, injured. So uh, I think realistically, um, as again I'm saying, I can't the form, and that has been a case. I've never owned Bruno Fernandes in FPL this season because I'm not a fan of goals that come come about from the penalty spot. Um, and uh, I think, yeah, I think I think a one-one, a one-one score draw there. Uh, if not, then Man United getting the result. So, but I'm I'm I'm, I'm re- hopefully and uh, realistically expecting a one-one draw for Brighton against them. Okay. I, I on the other hand, I don't see. Um, I, th- I think uh, United come out this game week uh, again. They're they're not without Rashford there. If if Rashford does start the game, I think they walk the game against Brighton. Um, if he doesn't start the game, I think they're going to uh, be a little bit scrappy. And if the game gets scrappy, yeah, we we might see a penalty in there or, or two. But you cannot count out Bruno Fernandes. the The guy gets the job done. He 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 gets points. It's what he does. Uh, he's what the leading point scorer in FPL right now. I think. I think he is. Yeah, I think he is. I don't think anyone. I don't think the guys that are close to him have performed that well recently. Yeah. So 
with that all being said, um, I do see United picking up that result um, with uh, with relative with relative ease because again the problem with Brighton is although they they have come off the back of two wins against Southampton who have been shocking and against Newcastle who have been shocking, any other team that has been remotely better um, defensively, Brighton hasn't been able to get uh, get a result against, and I, I do. United is defensively way better than um, Brighton, uh, better than Newcastle and Southampton. It goes without saying. So, 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 Jay, um, from from that aspect, dislike for Man United stems from from obviously being under the roof with your dad, who was a big United <laughs> supporter. So, um, we'll we'll give you a pass on, on on the hatred. You don't have to like everyone, so it's okay, Jay. And then we we close off actually the game week on Monday night with two games. Um, One probably seems more exciting than the other. Everton versus Crystal Palace is the first of the two. Crystal Palace is... I I don't know how, how they... They look poor all the time, but they 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 get draws and then they get the occasional they get the occasional result and then there they are middle uh, middle of the table mid mid table side kind of thing you know fighting there and thereabouts um against an Everton who at times look like world beaters and then after that you know then there's just games that they just don't pitch up at I mean it didn't look like they pitched up against Burnley they didn't pitch up against Chelsea at all given Chelsea did look good and then they scrape uh, scrape wins over Southampton and West Brom in the last four. Uh, so it's it's difficult with an Everton side. Um, they they are quite erratic, even when they're when when even when they're looking hot. And I think that's quite a problem. They they are quite consistent in their inconsistency. I think with the Everton side, the injuries have played a massive role. When they have uh, Decore, Alan, and uh, James mm. all playing together, they seem to they seem to perform much better. They seem to be more consistent. But when you bring in a Gomez or you bring in a Davies into that and to replace one of them, and I think Decore recently has been injured, Alan's been injured, James has been injured. Yeah, James is I, back. Decore is still out though. So, so I think. From a defensive point of view, um, Everton are okay. Pickford's got, a, got Pickford's got his issues, and up front, uh, that partnership between Richarlison and Calvert Lewin has been pretty good. It's one of the better partnerships out there in the Premier League. Mm. It's just that midfield. As soon as they bring in, so they, they, their bench strength is a problem, and when you bring in Iwobi uh, as an example to come on, then it just changes the whole dynamic of that team. Um, however, I am looking forward for them. Uh, to them g- uh, putting up a good show against Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace, as you said, is, it's, it's rather erratic, but at the end of the day, the experience of Roy Hodgson, I mean, the man's been doing it for nearly 40 years, if not even longer. And Never um, great, never too uh, shit. Just there in the middle of the gets, table. And he gets the job done, yes. He, he knows how to get the job done. And that's something we've got to take our, and, and dock, our, dock our hats to is that he gets the job done. He doesn't have the most expensive and flamboyant 
players, probably with the exception of Wilfred Zaha, and he gets the job done year in, year out. So we got a, kudos to, to Roy Hodgson. I don't know how many more seasons he has left in him, but it's been remarkable. A few more and, than Bruce, uh, that's for sure. <laughs> well, I hope, from, 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 from your, your lips to God's ears. And, um, however, I think, I think Everton will have a little bit too much in the tank. I'm hoping for Dinier to have a good showing. I think, once again, the, the, the challenges of Crystal Palace is that finishing, uh, to have a good finisher and somebody could, could close off. They do good, good, good work in midfield. They do good work in defence. It's just up front, uh, and they've played Zaha as an out-of-position forward this season, but he's had his injuries. But they just don't have somebody uh, who's clinical and prolific up top. Uh, so based on that, and, and, and with Dominic Calvert-Lewin being quite or rather prolific this season, and Richarlison, the back end of the season, coming into some fairly good form, I'm going to have to give the game to the Evertonians, uh, probably a 2-0 result against uh, Crystal Palace. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't know what to make of it because, again, like I say, Everton now on the back of two losses in a row. Um, they they do have uh, Rodriguez back. And they have, they have the team, it's just... Yeah, it's a tough one because both of them, you never know which one picks up. And for, for that very reason, I, I don't know which way it goes. And because I don't know which way it goes, maybe again, it's the bias that comes in. I, I, will, be, I will be supporting Crystal Palace for obvious reasons, uh, apart from the fact that Liverpool and Everton at the start of this game week are sitting on equal points with Everton having a game in hand. Crystal Palace could do a solid for the pride of Merseyside and uh, and get a win there. Now, if you looked on, on in, in alphabetical order, two teams that are at the bottom but uh, not so much on the table, very different fortunes for West Ham uh, compared to Wolves. Wolves are hosting West Ham at Molyneux. West Ham still look like a side although they haven't had the best run in the last five games or so. I mean, they, they did get the win against Tottenham. They lost to City, but that was a good game, though. They had a good game. They beat Leeds, um, and then they uh, they lost to United, Man United, and then they drew with Arsenal. For them to play Wolves now, and Wolves obviously having a, a very difficult season because of the injuries, because the team doesn't look like it's gelling well. Or hasn't gelled well yet. I think West Ham look like they're going to travel. They're traveling and they're looking for three points. And I don't know what's going to stop them. I don't know if Wolves can stop them. Molyneux is always a difficult trip for any team. And it's, and it's I think, Monday night. And it's, uh, it's a night kickoff as well. Um, <clears throat> so it's just based on how, how well... Nuno has had the team defensively from the time he's been there. Uh, Molyneux has always been a difficult place for traveling teams. Having said that, uh, a lot of kudos and a lot of props must go to Dave, David Moyes and the way that he's got the West Ham team playing. The brand of football, I mean, it's one of the more exciting teams to watch uh, on, in any game week. Mm. If, you, if you think about the leads... The Leeds, uh, the Leeds team, probably Leicester's with the amount of goals that Leicester score recently. Um, Man City, of course, but West Ham's up there, and but they don't travel that well. West Ham don't travel that well. 
I think, and I think, I think the key thing was the the start of the season when when they had that fantastic, phenomenal run, and we, when we started uh, the journey on FPL and as well as the podcast, we alluded to that uh, with this run, the the, the begin the, the run that they had to kick the season off, how well they've done, it mm-hmm. would hold them in good stead for the rest of the season, and those words have held true throughout the season because that momentum has stayed with them, and the. Uh, the signing of the young man from Manchester on loan, I mean, that has been probably one of the loan deals of the season. Because Jesse, Jesse Lingard, who everyone has written off, and I mean, there's been memes about him um, breaking the internet as such because he has had no assists, no goals, nothing for such an extended period back at Manchester. And then coming over through to West Ham, he's been a breath of fresh air, and that's freed up Antonio it's kind of pushed Bowen out of the side because Bowen's not getting as much start time and game time as 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 he was before this. And I think myself, uh, Andreas, we're big Bowen fans. But what that's allowed is Antonio to get the odd goal. And Antonio's been creeping in there despite his injuries and his lack of fitness as such. Antonio's just been grinding away with the odd goal uh, throughout the season. So I think... Uh, West Ham, West Ham, the momentum's in their favour, that everything's going for them. As you alluded to, Wolves have had one of the more poorer seasons this year. And, I mean, I think last year's most breakthrough, we're going to call him a breakthrough player, uh, Adama Traore, he has gone, he's vanished this season as such. Yeah. But obviously the team dynamic and team chemistry has been impacted a bit. So in this game here, last game of the game week, uh, probably looking at a 2-1 two, two a 2-1 West Ham uh, uh, victory against uh, against the Wolves. Yeah, well, look, I, I see I, f- I see and feel exactly how you feel about it. So, Jay, um, yeah, for, for me, obviously, I'd like to see Wolves get that result because, again, it's all about Liverpool making that uh, Champions League spot. Uh, and I would be relying on West Ham's poor form and the historical resolute defense of Wolves at home although the season has been different from an FPL perspective I have three West Ham players in my side so 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 where do I sit man this this week is all about as we get into the closing weeks of the run into the end of the Premier League um, it hasn't will and always continue to be um, my team first fantasy is nice to have uh if I was competing for top spot in FPL, I'd be like, ah, my team could do it next season, you know. I worry about my team <laughs> next season. Uh, but but I'm not in that position. So, obviously, everything that uh, uh, I, I am geared towards is in the belief that Liverpool can make that Champions League spot on the back of a, a horrendous season and a horrendous home run. So, uh, for me, just because maybe I want to preach it into life, uh, Wolverhampton Wanderers get the job uh, done 4-3 um, with my West Ham players all getting a goal but uh, but Wolves getting getting the result with somebody that uh, that no one owns so <laughs> put it that way okay so Big J thank you so much for joining us for the pod man and continued green arrows because you, you are now into the you are moving up yeah, I think you're at 1.7 million 1.7, now. Yeah, mm. 1.7 million. 1.7 uh, last million. Season, last season, you minus a lot of zeros out of that. 
Uh, but I, can't I, I live in the past, wish, guy. Can't live in the. Past. I wish my season. I wish my season started off the way that I'm ending it because I think a lot of the decisions, everything is like falling into place. I, th- I think, and I'm just I'm reflecting way too early, but I think the penalty rule change has, has been a big difference for my season uh, as well. So the poor start with all those pens being given, and now mm. with the the pen rule being looked at differently, uh, my season has has reverted to some sort of. Uh, positive momentum uh, in the running so I'm, I'm happier I'm happy here but uh, yeah uh, what 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 a difference uh, spate of uh, 18 months makes with the two FBL seasons that I've had no but, uh, but well, th- this you put into the lessons learned register well let's hope yeah let's hope let's hope those lessons are in fact learned for next season and your captain this week is the Bamfitter Patrick at this point Bamford. okay yeah, I'm, I'm most likely. I don't. I don't see changing. I think I'm. I'm happy with Bamford. I think there's a there's a vibe that I have that he's got a he's got two goals and assist in him, and why not against that Sheffield side? I mean, uh, that's the bottom side of the Premier League. They're under new manage, management, and they're not playing for that manager. So might as well uh, have Leeds tear them apart. Okay, and to every listener out there, green eyes to all you guys as well. Jay, once again, thank you very much. We'll catch you on the other side. Cheers, cheers. Cheers.